Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Buster Boys, episode 91. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. What's up? So what's up is we got a big old BGM fuckfest in front of us right now, don't we, buddy? We do, yeah. We have actually, um, I ordered from Amazon, or actually commissioned Amazon to make some uh, VGM anal beads with the globe. So Wonderful. To the fuckfest, yeah. Well, we're starting this off right, and uh, yes, this is our, I guess, our holiday celebration episode and initially, I'd reach out to all the folks that uh, were on the Forbidden Door trip with us, and these three gentlemen joining us were all a part of that. And then it turned out that only the five of us could make it, and we're all VGM brethren. But let me welcome our guests coming back, and we have been waiting for this for a long time. It's Mr. High Five Tom. How are you, my brother? Gentlemen, how the fuck are you? <sighs> I'm I'm warm and comfy right now. I loved I loved how like chill that was, you know, like 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 leaning to the side of your chair with the Christmas lights in the background. Got to set yeah. the scene there. You look like so a... fucking warm and comfortable right yes. now, Tom. That's good. I got my new sweatshirt here. It's nice and fucking warm. It's uh, 68 degrees now. Cats are all cuddled up on the bed. Life is good. So I was gonna say, how's Chico doing? Chico's good. He's still angry. I mean, he, he's a uh, <laughs> bipolar kitty. Most curly carry, but yeah, when he's had enough, he's like, fuck you, I'm out of here. I hope they've oh. had enough food. Um <laughs> going at, what go ahead. No, what were they doing when we were there? Well, didn't wasn't didn't Chico go missing for one of them got time? out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chico ran away and I had a fucking nervous fucking breakdown. Yeah. Like after oh. you guys left, I fucking left it. Yeah. I'm like, I lost my fucking cap, blah, blah, blah. And we're sitting at that German restaurant just, like, waiting. We're like, fuck, this sucks. Like, our first trip to Milwaukee, we've been waiting for this all year, and the cat goes missing. But sure enough, he turned up. But this was last year's story. We're here to talk about this year. And bringing in another returning customer and the father, one of the fathers of BGM, and also Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself. Mr. Chad from View from the Top Rope 2.0, and I guess uh, View from the Goalpost. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I feel like I'm more like the Wish.com version of anything like that. Like, 
the anal beads you get from wish.com that are just Ooh. they're not the same like size Ooh. they're yeah. like different sizes it goes through it's really awkward yeah, like, yeah you order one size but then it, like each one's a different size it's it's really bad oh yeah Hi, it's, it's, i'm it's, here i'm good it's all for a summer like did you do poppers yes you get the big yeah you know already well, we are really. cooking with gas right out of the gate here <laughs> really getting down hear, in there right you can yeah. hear him geeking out in the background and it is my honor to welcome for oh, his my. brain buster boys debut, my brother in dope and wrestling and everything else in between, Mr. JCB, Jason Bell from Band from Ringside. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm not sure how I can uh, come behind uh <laughs> by Tom and Chad there. It's like I was just getting ready to say Zach because Zach always says something on the podcast that's so over the top. Then I have to like come behind him and be like, okay, so I have really nothing, you know, funny to say at this point. But no, all seriousness, good to be here. You know, I've been uh, kind of waiting for this to happen. I've been saying that we needed to do something like this. And Brett reached out to me and I said, you know, Monday Night Raw can sit aside for 30 seconds. I have it on the, uh, the TV, so I'm kind of looking at the side view or whatever, but nothing really happening of note as of this point. So I'm ready to talk some shop. Let's do this damn thing. Hell yeah. And you talk about, I mean, right as Bo's talking about poppers and anal beads, you say you're coming, <laughs> coming behind. <laughs> oh, we got all that out of the way. There you go. There you go. We earned our NC-17 rating, man. You know, like, had to work for it. Uh, so, yeah, we have no agenda here today, but just wanted to get everyone together. And I mean, it's been such an insane year of wrestling. And I, I always go back to Tom, what you were saying around this time last year, you know, trying to get everyone to fill out a hypothetical 2022 wrestling bingo card of like what kind of crazy shit could happen this year. And I think that card would have been filled three times over and like. It's been the most fucking wild year of all time. Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself is no longer running the Federation. The E, as they say. Tom, I'm just going to kick it to you because, like, I've been thinking about this all year, going back to your comment last year. and Just what an insane, amazing year in the t- year 2022 wrestling, aside from CM Punk. Um, you know, shit. Now, <laughs> get into that. Now, now with Vinnie Mac stepping down, do you think it would have been a bigger story if he had come back like he was talking about? Or, or is that just going to be the sole biggest story ever? I mean, that'll never be topped. I don't think it can be topped, can it? Like, I mean, I mean besides him showing up on Dynamite? Or, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for real. Like, I have always said that. Like, you know, I'm someone who walked away from WWE in 2018. You know, I'd peek in and out, but I always said if Vince is not running it, I will pay attention, and it's been pretty damn good overall. Yeah, I'd love to hear from anyone else. Like, do you think could what would be a bigger story ever other than him showing up on Dynamite? Like, nothing. I I can't think of anything bigger, and that's with all the shit that's happened this year. Yeah. But Brett, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take everything that you just said, and I'm not going to talk about it at all because what I want to talk about, Brett, (laughs) is I want to talk about the fact. Fuck me, right? No, it's still Vince Vince Kennedy McMahon. Fuck your couch. This is the thing about this Vince McMahon story that boggles my mind and I don't think enough people are talking about is 
So this information has clearly just been out there forever. Like it's, it happened so long ago. It's not a recent story or anything like that. So the real story is, is who actually paid the money to like leak this story? And the real answer to that question is it's obviously Tony Khan because he's the only one who had enough money to make like whoever to like get this story leaked. <laughs> and did he not create his own worst enemy now in the WWE? Like the WWE was killing itself under Vince McMahon and then he got Vince McMahon killed and now WWE is killing AEW. And they got Cody Rhodes. And they got Cody like, Rhodes. That alone, like Cody jumping to WWE alone, like would be the biggest story any other year. Yeah. That is an interesting mm. conspiracy theory. Anyone uh, care to respond? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say this. The, the, the whole Vince thing is one of those moments in time where I remember where I was. Absolutely. I heard, okay. Yep. And I'm all, I'm on the way to in between jobs and I'm listening to Sirius XM radio and I saw the tweet on Twitter and I looked at it and I'm like, okay, this looks legit. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm driving and I'm looking at my phone. I'm, you know, I'm scrolling through Twitter, you know, kids at home don't do that, but I'm on the way to my other job and Sirius XM radio has a, a fight show. It's a ex, uh, it's a boxing and uh, MMA show. And it's from it's hosted by Jimmy Smith, who used to uh, host Monday Night Raw for a little bit. Oh yeah. And then he broke the news about Vince retiring. I'm like, what in the fuck is this? First off, Vince retiring is a huge thing. Secondly, it's so huge that a show that has nothing to do with wrestling, Sirius has its own wrestling show. Nothing to do with wrestling. Now they're talking about Vince McMahon on a, a boxing MMA show. That's when I knew something was up. The conspiracy theory, I love the fact that Chad came up with it. Don't get me wrong. The dots, the dots all, you know, connect. But Tony's not that stupid. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> he is not that stupid. He was, if he was smart, he just left well enough in the own. Now he's got competition again. Not saying that they weren't competition, but they weren't watchable competition. Very choice of words. No, they really weren't. Uh, Bo, your thoughts is kind of a, uh, you know, you're what, two years into the, yeah. the wrestling deep dive. And, you know, we've watched a little WWE <laughs> and more so recently when it's been good, because when we did try to watch it, it was. Awful. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Uh, breaking news. Jungle <laughs> just showed up in the WWE. He just helped. Uh, no money back. Is yeah. it action Bronson? Not action Bronson. Um, Bronson. AKA. It's all of a sudden turned into the bathroom ringside over here. Um, oh no, that's devastating. Yeah. Yeah. For, he's just, for me, threw Dexter Loomis into the uh, ladder, and now just is getting ready to splash on him. Bronson Reed was his. Uh, NXT name. There you Jonah. go. Breaking news, everybody. Go. All right. Wow. I kind of figured that was going to happen, but man, he had carved out such a fucking niche in New Japan. And hey, I'm now we've got our next. To although I did want to, I do want Bo to get his thoughts. Up, but too. we now have another topic to talk about there. Right. But yeah, Bo, we watched it when it sucked mm -hmm. and it was unwatchable, and we kind of stopped watching it. It was so bad. Now you know we're voluntarily watching it, and I think you're getting into it more. So I guess just your take on. The whole Vince WWE situation. Give it to us. I got I got two things to say. One unrelated, one related. So let's start okay. with the unrelated. I got to talk about Chad's background. Okay, um, there. it's pretty cool. You know who's the guy on around the horn 
the ESPN Sports Tony game. Reale? No, no, or but Dave. it's yeah. See, he always has the chalkboard. Oh yeah, it, it's set up like that. But with all the Funko Pops, it's like if around the horn we're both about sports and Marvel movies, you know. <laughs> yeah, fact. Yeah, I, I did watch a lot of Around the Horn through my entire teenage years. So yeah. I, I can I promise you, it's in my subconscious when I designed this. So I did too. It looks good. I had I had I had I had to give it had to give it its uh, give it its due. Um, number two, um, I guess for, with the whole Vince McMahon thing, I don't know. Like I felt like WrestleMania seemed, you know, that was sort of a I, at least in the beginning of the year, it seemed like sort of a high point because AEW is kind of wandering in the wilderness still. Um, and then remember, I guess we had the 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 big events came out with the Pat McAfee and the Austin theory, and all that. And it seemed like, I don't know, like it it seemed like he was, you know, like I was entertained by that match. They were having their moment. And then I, when I, I was visiting our friend Dylan in Montreal, I was day drinking at this bar, and I had too much to day drink, so I got an appetizer. And then I just saw it <laughs> on my Twitter. And yeah, it was pretty crazy. I mean, and one thing I've kind of been like asking like Brett a whole lot and um like when do you think that they're gonna have him back to do like a retirement thing or like a career honoring thing if ever um you know maybe not if ever but if in like recent years you know like i'm curious jcb you look ready yeah. I, I well i mean everybody comes back you know i don't care who it is hogan came back Flair's come back. Savage was going to come back until, you know, he passed. Hell, Scott Steiner's come back. So, I mean, ultimately, you know, Vince Matter is going to get his day. Yeah. yeah it's just, mm-hmm. it, it's going to it's gonna have to be a little bit. Let this dust settle. I, what's this WrestleMania coming up? Is it 37? 39? 39, yeah. 39, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. 40 was going to be the, night, the number I thought, because I thought it was 37, yeah. but obviously I'm wrong. Maybe... For 40, that would be enough time. WWE doesn't really care about stuff like that anyway. If they want to do it, they'll do it for 40. I mean, hell, they, you know, the whole crowd was chanting, you know, thank you, Vince, you know, after, you know, he retired, it, it, you know, amidst scandal. So, I mean, you know, ultimately, does, it really doesn't matter. Um, I would say at least a year, two years tops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. And, and like, live that long? <laughs> that's that's another no. That is another great Tom, point. Is, is he not in good health? My exact thought. Is he not in good health? It's more when you no. when you are sunk into something that deep for that long, and then all of a sudden that's taken away, and you got to yeah. think this man has pumped his body full of steroids and whatever the fuck else his whole life. Okay. Like I was talking about this recently. <laughs> it's like it wouldn't shock me if he was just dead in two years. I yeah. mean, I look at Joe Paterno. I mean, the yeah. guy, I mean, he was a big state for 6,000 years. He's gone. He's dead <laughs> in six months. Yeah. I mean, and then I'm, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. No, it's, said, it's I a, mean, it's a very <laughs> interesting talking. Yeah, you, you see the thing about Tom Browning today. And I know, yeah. did, did he not get arrested for like, not a DUI, but a similar thing? He had some yeah. issues. Yeah. yeah he, he looked like he was not in very good, you know, kind of whatever he disengaged with, you know. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah. Cause he grew up in my hometown and yeah, like good, you know, he's I think a good dude all intents and purposes, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I know he had some drinking issues and whatever the fuck else. Yeah. Like he was 62 and he looked very bad. Yeah. But, so, uh, but... I, mean, and I, I mean, Joe Paterno and like, I mean, Chad will appreciate this, but with the Brewers and Bob Euchre, I mean, he's been doing it so goddamn long. He can't retire. Yeah. Like he will literally probably die within six months because yep. you know, all he knows. So, and I'm not, I'm not, it just almost being sounds like Jack Buck a little bit. 
Oh, yeah. How quickly after his retirement did he go? Uh, I think it was, was that around? I think it was 2011. It was close to their retirement because that's when, obviously, he had the, uh, the, the bombing or whatever, and then he came out and did that speech. So I think it was around 2011, 2012 is when he retired. He he didn't last much longer afterwards. So there, yeah. there might be all bullshit aside. There might be something to it. Yeah, I think I was literally just talking about this to my roommate the other day. So interesting to monitor. Uh, even before we get to Jonah, I was about to butt into JCB. As you were saying, everyone comes back. I want everyone to answer this question. Does CM Punk go back to WWE at some point? At any point. If you would ask me that six months ago, I don't know. It's such a tough question. Like, I, okay, I I think it's, well, here we go. Is it more likely he goes to AEW or WWE if he comes back at all? I'm, I'm gonna wait for it. I'm gonna wait to it's somebody else answer. <laughs> take the third answer. Impact. impact, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like as much as I've talked shit about him and hate what he did, like I wouldn't be upset if he showed up in like pro wrestling Noah. <laughs> you know, like something where there's not a lot of like, I mean, politics that I care about at least. And that's a company I know JCB knows that could uh Use a fucking star. I mean, it's not going to happen, but I'm just thinking in my head, like, where would I want to see him? Like, somewhere in Japan, I think, would be tight. But realistically, I think probably he would go to WWE over AEW, but I personally don't think he's ever coming back to wrestling. I don't yeah, think he... I think he would just oh. out of spite. Yeah. Sorry, Triple H and him just... Do not get along. Yeah. I think I think Vince and CM Punk always had an understanding of each other where mm-hmm. they might have butted heads. But Triple H and CM Punk are a, a different bag of snakes altogether. Yeah. And if, if Triple H is in charge of creative and the amount of money that it would take to get CM Punk to come back, because CM Punk, CM Punk wouldn't come back as a charity uh, fucking case at all. No. CM Punk would come back for the garbage truck of money that you'd back up to his house Mm -hmm. and i just i can't see triple h or even the other con signing off on it after just knowing the pr disaster that it would turn into like they might be i guess the only thing i'd see him coming for is a one-off like a one-off wrestlemania appearance with like cult of personality also being inducted into the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. And then they also are like, oh, yeah, and CM Punk's here, guys. He still oh! never, <laughs> he never got his, re- he never got his, re- that's the one thing missing from his resume is that, I mean, WrestleMania main event, as he always said, but yeah, he had some great shit at WrestleMania, but he never really had that crowning moment. So I don't know. Chad, I, I want to stick with you real I quick. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's just a part of this being in the, the John Cena era. It's being in the Tom Brady era or the Michael Jordan era or, you know, fill in the blank era, Wayne Gretzky. You know, there's certain, you know, transcendent athletes, uh, now Messi, okay, you know, since he won the World Cup. There's certain transcendent athletes that if you're in their era that you are just going to come in second place, and there's nothing wrong with that. And Punk is one of those guys that had great matches, that had a great run, you know, obviously Roman 
would just pass that and, and, and smoking it pretty much everybody else looks like he's going to be a thousand days as champion. But I mean, to answer the question, if I had to bet my life on one or the other, I think Triple H is, would be a lot less petty and would let him come back versus Tony Khan. Plus, there's too much damage in the locker room to begin yeah. with. I don't think the locker room would allow him back. This is a different locker room than he left WWE whenever he left at that point. So I think if Triple H could, be, could put his petty aside, and <laughs> if CM Punk can be humble enough to come in and act right, you could make some money. Well, and speaking of money, hear me out, and I'm not one who necessarily has wanted this, but, you know, there's been that talk. If he could come back and put everything aside and work with the elite, then that's, you know, you're printing money at that point. Like, I just don't think I want to see it. Like you said, the damage has been done, you know, and I loved him. And that's what I was going to ask Chad, because I know you were a huge fan. Hell, the four of us were at his first AEW Dynamite appearance in Milwaukee last year. We were fucking fired up. It was a pretty weak show until, what was it, the Lucha Express and the Jungle? Uh, the Jungle Party, Party House, Jungle Brothers uh, House the, Party, yeah, bus tour. The, 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 yeah, the Phoenix Pentagon, you know, uh, people. Who anyway, oh my God. Um, so that's, Chad, that's like, I don't really want to talk too too much more about CM Punk, but how do you feel about him as someone who, like now after everything, as someone who was a huge fan? This is uh, another one of those situations where I feel that. I've, we are all of similar ages or around similar ages. Some of us are a little older than the Thank others, you, but whatever. We, you send me your address. I owe you a Christmas money or a Venmo, whatever you, whichever comes first. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> so <laughs> we've all grown up through the age of the internet and the finding out of everyone's personal information. And I feel like, like a lot of actors are shit ass people. I could, I could, I cannot stand so many like people who are like famous for just like the shit they say. But then I also, I enjoy like some of their movies and things sure. of that nature. I really like separate, try to at least, unless there's something so heinous that I can't look past it. And CM Punk being just kind of a, you know, piece of shit. Like he's just that's kind of who he is. He's he's yeah. a locker room cancer. He is a yep. very narcissistic, egotistical dude. It's who he's always been. It's who he was in Ring of Honor. It's who he was like in the independence. It's why every bridge he's ever made, he's burned. It's just who CM Punk is. And I accept that about CM Punk. So I still love CM Punk. And it's just I did really think this would last longer. I did yeah. not think this bridge would be burned so fast. No. I thought we'd at least get a couple years out of it before he just raised the middle finger to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I, you know, at, as it happened, I was furious about it. Cause you know, I was at all in just like you, Chad, like AEW Mark since day one was so excited. And then it's like, you just came in and ruined the fucking whole thing. Yeah. Whatever. But uh, yeah, like I've, and I've said this on the show before and I'll move on after this, but I actually got to meet him <clears throat> in 2012 in the midst of his long championship run at an Atlanta Braves game. Cause it was Tory was dating a rod. They were playing the Yankees and he was with Lita. Mm -hmm. long story short. I knew where he was sitting cause I worked there at the time and uh, it was kind of a Mark ass move, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. This is my only chance. Tory had just gotten up. 
So I just sat down and I said, Hey, I'm a large, I saw you outside. I'm such a large fan of your work. That is what I said. And he's like, Hey, thank you so much. And like, couldn't have been nicer and cooler. So I still have that experience with him. And like, obviously he's done so much great shit, but it's unfortunate. Let's put it that way. But Jonah action, Bronson Reed in WWE, (laughs) Bo, I know he was one of your favorites when we watched NXT. And now that we're kind of, dipping our toe back into wwe and obviously you don't really watch new japan so you happy to see uh action bronson read back yeah and, and what and what is he on i guess it's raw right if, if you're seeing him tonight yeah yeah so uh so yeah i mean like that'll like that'll be cool i feel like at least the raw roster from what i saw again as not a regular <clears throat> watcher each week it seems like smackdown kind of is now more of the flagship thing, even though um, Raw, I guess, you know, if you look it up on Wikipedia, it says it's the yeah. flagship Since thing. Since it's on Fox. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, like Roman and all, like, they're, they're big stars around there. But, no, I'm excited to see him on there. I love me some uh, good old Bronson Reed. I mean, that was, like, definitely when we were watching WWE when it was really crappy. Yeah. Um, during that, what, what like was April it? of 2021. Something like that. Yeah, early spring 2021. He was definitely, <laughs> you know, like NXT was a general bright spot. Yeah. But he was an even brighter spot. Mm. Um, and I feel like he's just gotten bigger and bigger. Really? And he oh, like, is, like, like in what way? Is he like more tubby or is he like? Just wide. Just, so he, so it's he's like just. He's, so he's one of those guys who looks like he's got like a hula hoop, you know, always like around <laughs> his waist. Yeah. Well, he became like <laughs> the big feared giant in New Japan. He beat Okada. And when the crowd couldn't make noise with their mouths, they marveled at Jonah, the big monster jumping off the top rope. Like it was fucking cool because I am I was a mark for when these fans would actually cheer when they're not supposed to. But JCB, big New Japan fan. How are you feeling about this? Uh, it's... Uh... <laughs> As the New Japan, I just tweeted it. Honestly, I'll I'll just I'll read you the tweet because I was okay. just like, it, it it struck me so. But this is what it is. As a New Japan fan, it kind of sucks to see him leave. However, this was the path that he was he was on before we released. Honestly, I didn't see that coming, in, and that's the best part. To me, I'm all about a swerve. I don't care where it is. If I don't see it coming, that's always a check. Yep. As the New Japan fan in me, it kind of sucks because Okada basically put him over. And I was hoping to see something in 2023 where Okada has, I would assume that he's going to win on uh, January yep. 4th. So I'll go with that and just follow the bouncing ball for 30 seconds. I would assume he needs competition. Yep. One of his big competitions would be somebody that beat him. So new beginning title Jonah defense. Yeah. Jonah had a victory. Okada had a victory. So, you know, you got a, a tiebreaker with the title on the line. So yep. like all the chips would been in the middle. So yep. in that scenario, it's classic new Japan booking. But like I said, Jonah was on the way to, the, the main roster of WWE until the powers that be decided they wanted to have a brain fart and let him go. I'm like, how the fuck do you let this guy go? I mean, he's, he's classic WWE. I know. I mean, I there's know. certain guys that are out there like Brian Cage. How yep. he didn't go to the WWE. It blows yep. my mind. Wardlow, whenever so his contract comes up, he's WWE. Keith Lee. I still can't believe they let Keith Lee go. Like I've been saying for years, for that's years, a guy Vince would salivate over. Yeah, and if they had him and let him go. So it, to me, it's just one of those things where this, uh, it feels like this is where 
Bronson Reed wanted to go yeah. and wanted to be, especially now that you have a, a new head guy in charge, HNIC, if you will. So at that point, Trips is the man. Yeah, I'll come back. No problemo. Great points all around. And yeah, if that's what he wants, I'm happy to see him go where he wants. Yeah, but by could, all means. Couldn't agree more. I think <clears throat> they were definitely setting up Jonah to be the first challenger for Okada at New Beginning coming out of Wrestle Kingdom. And it would have been awesome. Yeah, like you said, the rubber yeah. match. So it's, you know, yeah. yeah, I feel slighted and a little bit robbed by that. But hey, I'm happy for him. And Tom just wanted to That's get okay. wanted to get your we thoughts. Got and, uh, well, not Okada, but uh, we got an Osprey and uh, Omega. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll cry over that later. <laughs> yeah. Tom, what do you think about Jonah? You know, and did you watch much of his New Japan stuff? Do you have what's your opinion on him? I, I mean, I like Jonah. I mean, way back when he was still Jonah Rock. Yeah, um, when he was in PWG and all that stuff. So I mean, Mr. Smarky McSmart Pants here, you know. But, we all are, that, except Bo, uh, really. Yeah. Yeah. You know that I was, was a rock. I just didn't say it. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a fucking he's a Vince guy, and I I, I, I didn't get it. Well, hopefully, you know, he doesn't get lost in the shuffle this time. You know, um, I would have preferred. I think the New Japan style is more his style per se. Yep. You know, um, especially being from New Zealand, you know, New Zealand's a lot closer to Japan, you know, so it's closer to home, um, you know, but yeah, more power to him, man. I don't know if he's happy and hopefully. Does he have a wife that lives in the States, though? That I'm not sure of. Maybe. Does his wife live in the States? I I, I think if that's the case, then I think that makes even more sense because if if his wife lives in the States, then... You know, as as much as I would love to see him in New Japan and, you know, try to take the the title off Okada, if if wifey's here, then the money's here, she's here, connect the dots. Yeah, and I'm sure WWE... I'll I'll, I'll Google the shit. (laughs) Talk yourself into it. I'm sure WWE and him too. Santa Baby. It must be a holiday miracle because the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped, are providing the tools your man needs to stuff all your stockings, if you know what I mean. (laughs) That's right. This holiday season, Manscaped has vowed to make sure your man's tree is standing tall with two presents underneath. Trust me, ladies, Santa's cookies aren't the only thing you're going to want to get your hands on. Have him join the 7 million other sexy lumberjacks and use Manscaped and get 20% off. I don't know. (laughs) And free shipping at Manscaped.com with the code BBB. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. Why don't you tell him more, Beaumont? Yeah, it is cold outside. So ho, 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 (laughs) ladies. Naughty or nice, tis the season for your man to perform. And I'm not talking about gift giving. Uh, Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. And inside, you'll find their Lawnmower uh-huh. Body Trimmer, the dare I say best trimmer on the market for his balls, back, chest, the list goes on, and that Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, and let's not forget their famous liquid formations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner, to keep them smelling mm. nice down there, yeah. And did I mention they're the perfect fit for any stocking? You know, like a bonus. Mm, any. Uh, yeah. no, you're yeah. getting yourself a deal with the performance package. Order now to receive their two free gifts. The Manscaped boxers, boxers in the Shed Travel Bag. 
Um, Gotta love the shit. Yeah, and ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man. And trust me, he will thank you and his balls if they were to come to life. Which they sure kind of well. are, because they're yeah. part of they're part of his body. But, yeah. uh, but it's neither here nor there. Um, yes. but, but what is actually here and there is um, these are our picks for Manscaped Surefire when stocking stuffers. One, the Manscaped Ultra Smooth Kit like a baby's bottom. Number two, the Manscaped Signature Body Wash plus two-in-one shampoo. Ladies, this way you can stop sealing yours. You know, I feel like that's kind of true though, because <laughs> girl shampoo is pretty pr- pretty nice too. Um, number three, she is two point tight, but is, so is yeah. Manscapes. So is Manscapes, yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, especially as somebody who yeah. just used it um not too long ago, um, you know, I did I get did, a couple- I did t- I did too. Oh yeah, My and it's feeling great. At, at at this weekend's uh soiree, uh, um, someone uh, told me my hair smelled nice. So there's that. There's there you that. Go. Number there's three. That. Number three. Shears 2.0 luxury four piece nail kit, a gift for the both of you to share. Uh, it's it's um, ambidextrous, androgynous, co-ed, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Crop mops, ball wipes, the go-to solution yeah. for stanky balls. Um, and number five, Manscaped's new Persevere Cologne. Sexy yet delightful. These formulations are all mm. vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you can know his cojones are in good hands. Make sure you hurry to their site to ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season clock is ticking. And while you're at it, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code BBB. Brett, drive that point home for me. Yeah, I'm just going to say that again. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code BBB. Santa, forgive me. Sometimes it's okay to be on the naughty list. And trust me, his balls will thank you. They will. Baby. You know, mm. they're like little lumps of coal, you know. Oh. But, 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 yeah. So that goes and for the naughty list. Thing. Yeah. And nutcracker. Uh, okay, let's shift topics. And this is something I'm pretty sure we can all talk to. Chad, I don't know your level of interest but impact wrestling what a 2022 they've had this year like shocking how great and consistent and it's just been an awesome product i've said it i think it's been the most consistently good american television product this year and that's coming from someone who pretty much never watched you know i dabbled when kenny won the belt i started paying attention a little more previously i just dabbled and i started watching a lot of their old shit over the pandemic and there's some great stuff there no doubt about it but uh what a year they've had Bo and i both went to two shows together i went i went to a third uh we just were off air talking about the recent josh alexander speedball mike bailey incredible match which was in louisville the day after we were at overdrive unfortunately we weren't there and the crowd sucked could have spiced it up a little bit but incredible match incredible year they've had i don't know tom let's start with you because i know way back when when i think when when we were in chicago for forbidden door which we will certainly get to i know you had mentioned to me and jcb like hey would you guys be interested in doing some sort of impact show and always would be down but uh regardless i know you've had strong opinions on impact you've been high on josh alexander since probably well before the moment i met you He's probably a top five wrestler of the year for me this year. He's been so fucking good, but let's hear it, Tommy. Um, yeah, I mean, you pretty much said everything I would have said. I mean, Josh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, no, I don't, not at all. <laughs> I mean, besides Roman Reigns, who's had a more dominant title reign this year? Yeah, than Josh Alexander. I mean, the guy is just—he's just a fucking beast. 
and he puts on, I mean, bangers with whoever he's fucking wrestling, you know, and then you put, you throw in speedball Mike Bailey and you got Trey Miguel. I mean, those are three people that probably should be top 25 wrestlers in, in the world. I mean, people may not like Trey Miguel, but I mean, he's I don't pretty know. Pretty damn they're, good. They're I don't watch them as nearly as much as I should. Um, I think they should give uh, Masha Slamovich the title, the women's title. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, she is, I mean, if you guys get a chance, I've said it before, but the match she had with Josh Alexander at AEW Destination Chicago Weekend is definitely something everyone should ch- check out. Well, that um, was this year, of, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, was, yeah, was, I'll have yeah, to get that Masha's one in before the end of the year. <clears throat> yeah, Masha's yeah, awesome, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't watch it as nearly as much as I should. I haven't been watching much current wrestling because I'm stupid, but it's life's just been weird. But no, you're it's not. very underrated. Um, everyone should watch Impact, and I'm just I, I don't know how they stay afloat. Yeah, um, I mean the crowds are it's just small crowds. Yeah, like I don't know why they get 300 people. You know, the product is so <laughs> fuck. Like what happened? You know, I feel like even yeah. years ago they were getting bigger, but they're in these little music venues. Where you once think it was you COVID, the, maybe? Yeah, once yeah, you no. set up the ring and seats, it's like 300 people at these awesome shows. But anyway, it's yeah. been it's been amazing. Tom on Alexander, I believe I have four four and three quarter matches for him this year and one five star match. Ishii, Eddie Edwards. Alex Shelley, Frankie Kazarian, all at four and three quarters, speedball Mike Bailey at five. So just from a straight match quality standpoint, I mean, he's pretty close up there with Osprey, Okada, you know, all those kings. But uh, Chad, we haven't heard from you in a minute. Have you watched much Impact this year? Do you got uh, any thoughts on it or just anyone on the Impact roster? Uh, What do you got, buddy? Uh, my favorite thing about Impact is that I have been watching Impact since basically its fruition. Okay. And when it was on T or when it was on TNN, and Ooh. then it was also on Fox Sport for a while. I remember one time when I was 18 years old watching a marathon in Vegas, like with my family, like after I had snuck out and I was drunk as hell at 18. And I snuck back into the room <laughs> and I watched TNA at for 3 a.m. for two hours with Monty Brown fucking pouncing people left and right. And I woke my family I... up at one point because I screamed pounce really loud. <laughs> and, I've been and I was feeling great. But I love that Impact is the cockroach of the world. I don't know how Impact is still going. I Impact don't either. <laughs> Impact should have died a thousand times over. Impact <laughs> is the Black Knight of Monty Python. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> I've watched them. They survived Eric Bischoff. They survived Vince Russo. They survived Hulk Hogan, Dixie, Dixie Carter, Carter. Jared. Like they Don have Dan. survived fifteen different networks. Don Callis, Don Cat, like. <laughs> 20 different ring styles, a thousand different championships, the reverse battle royal. Like, they, it doesn't matter. King of the mountain. King of the, yeah, like, they had a point system for a while. Like, I I could not, so many bad ideas, yet here they stand. And it's great. And it's, I mean it, best television product this year. And I've watched, it's been awesome. JCB, continue that, continue here. Fucking buddy. God damn. And and to Chad's point, 
I've been one of those guys that have has watched Impact, like when Ace and the Eights were like a thing. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, you know, Bully Race, you know, the champ, what the fuck? So I had to watch, and then, you know, it went, went off board, then I went away. I came back, went away, came back, went away. This time I've come back and I've stayed. Yep. It's just, honestly, and, and I hear a, a lot of the complaints of, oh, I can't find it. Look, man, it's, it's called YouTube, okay? Yeah. It's just not that hard. It's, 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 if you really want to, you would go out and find it. They just signed a uh, deal with the, the Zone or whatever. So yeah. you got it on YouTube, Access TV, and The Zone. So that's and three Impact major spots Plus, right And there. Impact Plus, which is only five bucks, and ha- it's great. Right. So at that point, I find I find that argument hard to listen to. The next argument is, oh, it's so it was so terrible in the past. Trust me, I get it. I stopped watching it, it was so bad, but now I've come back because the product is so good. It is one of the most consistent products week after week yep. that has good storylines and yes. really good, dare I say, great matches. We just talked about Speedball and Mike Bailey. When Trey won the uh, the title off from uh, Black Taurus, that oh. match was good, and then the heel turn came out of nowhere. I'm like, well, God damn. Okay. We and were, we were floating. About. We were floating during that match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was so good. We and were. then at the end, it was like, Literally. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been awesome. So my Pretty much my only impact exposure before the pandemic in terms of like watching in the moment. It was like 2010. They had an episode called The Whole Effing Show. And for some reason, I was in Des Moines, Iowa, and I like popped it up and watched it. I'm like, this is pretty good. Uh, I lived there that year. But then randomly two years later, I was living in Atlanta and it was one of their 2012. It was a 2012 pay-per-view where Austin Aries beat Bobby Roode for the title in the main event. And it was an awesome show. And like looking back on it, that is a great show. But like that's all that I'd watched like in time until like a few years ago. But <laughs> that's right. I got the fucking bell because I want to say something. <laughs> uh, sidebar. JCB already said it. This ain't your fucking shit. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Hey, hey, it ain't my show, but it's my goddamn network, and I do what the fuck I want. That's my goddamn oh, boy, I do what I want. Ah! Yep, there's this right there. VKM just came out. Uh, <laughs> you knew he would. Greatest like idea that Impact ever had, and I wish more companies used it. The fact that Austin Aries winning the championship is because he turned in the X Division championship. Oh, yeah. Went, oh, I like that no, shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't want this anymore. Yes. I want the my options, shot at the fucking C. heavyweight belt. And then mm-hmm. if I don't win, I get nothing. Like, that was such a great storyline. That's how Josh Agreed. Alexander beat Christian Agreed. for it last year yeah. as well. And then Moose cashed in, call your shot. But yeah, that Kazarian just did that to fight Alexander as well. I think that's brilliant as well. The option C mm. like, all right, you can give up this lesser title for a shot at the big title. Bo, I want to go to you. Lose, you oh yeah. No, I, I love that. option Yeah. It, well, it was, just in general, Bo impact. I know you'd had pretty much no exposure to it prior to this year. Just kind of talk through your experience of just really going through the shows and what you liked. Oh, well, you know, honestly, I think probably we saw like, well, I guess but, but we only, I only saw one AEW show this year and it was the Cincinnati yeah. one, you know, yeah. which again was, uh, you know, pretty dramatic, you know, <laughs> it had like the big MJF promo, but I would say um, both times an impact were the most fun I've had at wrestling shows all year. Yeah. 
you know, and speaking to just kind of like the quality of it, like it blows my mind too, that they have like as much production as they do that they squeezed into tiny little Paris town hall. And yeah, like are still able to stay afloat when they're what just streaming on fight TV and they're selling tickets at what, like 20 bucks a pop, 30 bucks a pop. I forget how much they were. I think we paid like 30. Yeah. Yeah. But people care. I mean, you know, people, I I think, I think a big part of it is just devotion, just like our, um, the the like the, those people that we saw at impact the um, slow, slow counts, counts dad he texted me the other day i need to hit him back yeah oh, eric, that's awesome. eric bowen you're eric listening bowen. you're the man <laughs> yeah and i mean those i mean it seems like they have like a certain type of loyal fan there you yeah know, going but no i think that's what i think that option c stuff is good i think it kind of removes sort of like the cheapness that can be involved with like a money in the bank thing where you yeah. can just kind of like slip in at the end just for some like <laughs> you know, manufactured drama, you know, this is a little bit more um, organic and it requires some sort of a sacrifice, you know, so that narratively speaks to me more, but no, I want to go to some more impact shows. I mean, I like what I saw. It was yep. a good time. I mean, we had, I mean, we made friends there. Absolutely. You know, I met like, yeah. the girl I'm kind of seeing now that yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't impact. Go yeah. Impact. Let's say I met a girl at a wrestling show for the first time and it's been pretty cool. So really made an impact on your life, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, funny enough, I'd been I'd, I'd been seeing another girl in Louisville for a few months, ended pretty abruptly, and then it was like the next weekend I met her. It's like, okay, this is pretty cool. But uh, a couple more top action. You, you just had most wrestling nerds dream happen to you not once, but twice. <laughs> what was the first one? Uh, something that happened at the United You met Center? a woman at a wrestling oh. show, okay? Do you know, do you know how it many... Can, it, 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 count, it counts as two dreams. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I we were... That would just save them so much grief, you know what I'm saying? Oh, she likes me? Yeah. And she likes wrestling? Oh, shit. Maybe next thing you know, the triple, the triple H moment where you see the Stephanie passed out in the pasture seat and Triple H pulls up in, in Vegas. <laughs> Come on. Don't, don't play me like that. I ain't saying it's you. <laughs> I know you got game. I'm just saying the other wrestling marks that do not have game. Okay. I heard you. These are the guys that you, you just made their dreams come true right there. There's a chance. Holy shit. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, just two things before we turn the page. One, JCB, you brought up the storytelling. Like they have told great stories, and I love the way they shoot their shit. Like, it almost feels like a movie sometimes and like all the violent by design mm. stuff they did recently. And then they fucking kill Eric Young. Like Eric Young got <laughs> murdered. He got murdered right. on television. It's fucking awesome. But anyway, yeah, yeah just love how they impact shoot. is over the top like that for sure. Yeah. Love how they shoot some of their shit and just the getting the opportunity to see Tomohiro Ishii and Jay White from like point blank range was an absolute treat. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I see, I can't say Milwaukee Bounce. I've seen Ichi in, in real life too. So you know, yeah. that's that's it's still amazing. I mean, no matter how you want to slice it, dice it. Ichi uh, Suzuki was the main event at Windy City Riot. Oh yeah, Shout out to my Lord, wrestling savior, high five time. That man right there, boy, he made my twenty twenty two so goddamn amazing. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful thing, and I always have to say, and I will say it to the day I die. You know, he was a lot, a lot of the the momentum for the Forbidden Door 
uh, experience that we had, basically all of it. I mean, he, he set up, you know, the tickets, the hotel room, the whole shebang. And then we officially met at Windy City Riot, where, like I said, Ishii and Suzuki tore the house down in the amazing main event for uh, New Japan Strong. So, yeah, uh, a lot of love for high five time in this world for you, boy. Oh, well, oh for it's sure. funny, Jason. I've Absolutely. seen you more than I've seen Chad this year, so that's kind of that's cool. <laughs> um, well, what a you can what a Joey for that. What a perfect segue because I was going to say let's talk about Forbidden Door and Bo. Obviously, you couldn't join us, so but I watched uh, it. Yeah, and I know I, you I first... watched it laying right on the floor. Like yeah. I, was, I, I sleep on the floor a lot um, voluntarily, <laughs> and I watched it like right where my feet are standing right now with my shoes on. So. Well, let's just let's talk about it because for me, best weekend of the year for me, hands down, best best wrestling show I've ever seen in person, hands down. And again, just to meet everyone, like obviously I'd met Tom and Chad, JCB, you know, we became the fastest friends ever. And then not to mention Bakley and Nick and Tim King and just an unbelievable wrestling weekend of markdom. But uh, I guess, I don't know, where do we want to start? Do we want to start about Tim bringing down six cones and us firing them all down in one night or getting hammered at that bar and just causing a scene. They're going to real lost and just keep walking because you're pretty sure there's going to be food somewhere and there's no food at all and you're just walking across like a freeway and you're pretty sure someone's going to hit you with their car. And then yeah. all of us just oh, farting in the room for days and smelled really good after. And I'm Tom just reading his book like, love. God damn it. Me Tom. getting pissed at Tom about pizza when I was drunk. <laughs> oh, what was the pizza? I'm what sorry about the argument. I want oh, to hear about the pizza got... argument, and I want to hear about the scene in the bar. Okay, well, the pizza argument, I'd obviously been talking all week, like, I need fucking Chicago pizza. And um, so, like, Nick and Bakley had gotten it before I got there on the day I got there. And I'm like, ah, it's all right, we'll get some. And comes down to it we don't get it but Aww. it's like after the show tom's like oh i got buddies that are going there and i was just drunk and like i it, i wasn't a priority for me at the time i just wanted food and i just i yelled at tom and i was mean and i'm so sorry and i love you i wouldn't yes i, I forgot about it so. <laughs> i was thinking about me and jason cuddling on that couch for you know for seven hours <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, mean, man, I, small, I, I booked the room I, I and said it was for. I need a place to lay my head. Yeah, two <laughs> beds and a couch, like an L couch. What was this? Was this an Airbnb? No, it was a oh, hotel no. room with a couch. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly slept six. If now Nick, I was going to say it was a lot of big dudes. Other than Nick, he could have probably slept on that couch. <laughs> Scoot over, dude. <laughs> I'm Jason. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, let's go to the Warrior Wrestling Show because that is kind of, you know, that really kicked off the day. And that's where we met JCB. And man, that was just a great fucking time. Other than the fact that they had zero refreshments, none, not even water. <sighs> Really? We'd already been like pre-gaming. We'd had a few beers at this sausage place. There's a cat. And uh, then there's not even water. One or two. <laughs> but the show itself was great. What about Beast Man, you guys? <laughs> yeah. Husk! 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 Oh 
Oh my God! There is uh, uh what is it? Pro Wrestling TV, I think, is the app. If you have a Fire Stick, uh, Pro Wrestling TV has Warrior Wrestling uh, shows from pretty much all year long. I think they have the uh, the Athena Mercedes uh, Martinez match. Not uh, yeah, is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. Anyway, that, awesome. that show that we went to. Uh, it is on uh, Pro Wrestling TV, and I'm sure I haven't watched it yet, but I'm gonna try to watch it over the holiday weekend. Um, I'm sure that you hear me or you see me in some form or fashion. Oh, yeah. If you don't move, thank you. Um, I'm sure you hear me or see me at some point because I, I'm I don't out see you right now. Yeah, you look like John Cena right now. Is your cat sitting on that camera? Are we get like a yeah, face right? full of butt. It's just a black yeah, screen. Yeah, as I say, if you don't move, Billy, I will I will feed you in 30 seconds, I promise. Anyway, long story short, meeting these guys from coming from St. Louis up was about a four hour drive. So all in my head was like, Oh, I can't wait for a beer. And the next thing you know, they're like, There's nothing to drink. I'm like, nothing? What do you mean nothing? <laughs> there's no soda? There's no water? Nothing? Oh, there's a water fountain outside. Thanks, everybody. Let me cough up this twenty-five and then go outside for a go- water fountain drink. Get the fuck out of here. But no, Beast Man over the top. He was over with everybody. And Tom Waller. Uh, you did the Tom Waller dance. You, in you, a bust, while. you busted out that Tom Waller <laughs> dance immediately. And that's when I knew I we'd be friends Japan right there. All the time. Right? <laughs> and you were singing the theme. Oh, my God. On my Spotify, so yeah, I'm a big ass dork like that. So in that scenario, that to me was the kickoff to it. And then literally, we had to walk over to the United Center. Literally walk. It, it was also perfect. High five time. That's my dog. Yeah. Thanks for setting it all up yep. again. Um, you know, you know what I want to talk about from that part of that experience. <laughs> yeah. That if we would have fucking listened to Aesop, none of us would have had to wait in line. Oh yeah. And we would. <laughs> We would have yeah. walked in right where we were supposed to go. But instead, like sheep and fucking the herd, we're like, oh, no, man, there's a line here. We're going to stand <laughs> but, in it. Yeah, but we how did. Dare we, how, how dare we break protocol? But do you all remember we did get to see what had to have been the hottest woman ever at a wrestling show on the street? I remember she walked by and all of us like triple took. We're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I do actually remember that. <laughs> JCB, I know you too. <laughs> hey, you, hey, get yeah. charge, okay? She's out of push. She's out okay. of place here. Once again, <laughs> yeah, Brett's story ten minutes ago gives all us wrestling dorks a fighting chance. You now you're like, well, it happened to Brett. I could go up to her and I could take this girl. I could pick her up right now. Damn it, I'm gonna go do it. Brett did it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. But yeah, she was the hottest number uh, that was not affiliated to AEW slash New Japan. <laughs> and that wasn't an active competitor that we know. Yes, exactly. Kai Conte was in the house. So, I mean, we, we, we can't just include her into that. But yeah, those who were that paid to see this nonsense. Yeah, she was. She was smoking. Oh, speaking of which, that's the one thing. Other thing I wanted to talk about. Remember the the uh, the couple uh, that was that couldn't find a hotel room, and they came to our hotel room thinking it was their hotel room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now that that's why that was why I was like, okay, this is gonna be a good ass trip, right? <laughs> Everybody's fucked up and don't know where the fuck they going. This is gonna be amazing. <laughs> 
Well, I loved as we got closer to the building, JCB, you started getting them jitters. And then I started getting them jitters. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, we are actually about to walk into this. Hey, Faith. WrestleMania is, the, is to me, is always will be the top. This, this had that WrestleMania feel to me where it's, it's when you start to get closer, you know, this, this shit's getting ready to happen. I'm getting ready to see Okada. I'm getting ready to see, you know, Jay White, you know, Osprey, you know, all these guys that I see on TV. And as a huge New Japan guy, I'm getting ready to see. Mark Connors, you know, yeah, we got way behind too. Yeah, you know, Shibata missed him in the bathroom, pissed off about that. We'll get there. (laughs) Oh, me neither. Those things, yeah, right, motherfucker. (laughs) All those things just, you know, made it an amazing weekend. And like you said, it once once we started to get closer, I was like, oh, this is getting ready to happen. You could feel like the energy of the the whole build up yep. even with guys you know getting hurt there was still you know plenty of of good vibes energy going you know guys i never met you know buying me sodas and shit it was a legit fifteen thousand dollars fifteen thousand dollars fifteen thousand group family in that event no bullshit and it was it was love it was all good man it was it was an amazing time it Thanks really, high five time. You're the shit. You are the shit. And yeah, it really was. And I remember listening to VFTR after, and you were ripping on me for wanting to see Yoshihashi. But hey, I was just gonna I was just thinking about that all you were bitching about in the line was you just kept looking at me and you were like, dude, motherfucker, I, I can't miss Yoshihashi. Are we gonna get inside in front- do you think we're gonna get inside for the first match? I really want to see Yoshihashi. But and I was like, it's fucking the head hunter, Yoshihashi, bro. He's It'll been be fucking, fucking killing it yeah. since then. One and two, how fucking over as a heel was QT Marshall there, baby? Because that was match one of the pre-show. Was I think it was QT and Solo against uh, fucking Bishamon, Goto and Yoshihashi, and QT's was the first music you heard, and immediately, boo! Fifteen thousand boos. <laughs> he gets on the mic. Everyone's fucking pissed off, and it just set the tone for the night. And I thought, who was it? El Desperado and Kanamaru wrestled um, Swerve in Our Glory on the pre-show, which was awesome. Um, we got, like, the L.A. Dojo boys going at it. But, uh, yeah, what a night. And for me personally, JCB, you mentioned it. The uh, Shibata <laughs> moment is uh, a top live sporting event moment of my life. And, again, I've told the story on the show. But it was right after, right after Osprey. And uh, Orange, which was the best match of the night, which was just absolutely amazing. And there's no time to, like, go to the bathroom, so you got to pick your spot. So JCB Mm -hmm. and I both run out there, like, right when the match ends. And I remember, I think you're two stalls away from me. So there was one guy in between You were to my left. Yes, you were to my right. I literally just get my dick in my hand. And I hear <laughs> fucking riff of Shibata's music. And I, I think my head exploded. And I'm like, oh, my. And I look over at JCB. He looks at me and he's literally just like, motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> and I, and I put my dick away and I literally sprint out. I almost fall. And I just go out there and there he is. And I don't. I just go to like the closest seat I can find. And I'm just going, yeah, yeah. Like it was unbelievable, but yeah, that bathroom moment definitely one I'll never forget. Yeah, there, yeah. Uh, I'm, I still haven't watched that Shibata entrance just for the record because it, it's just too painful. I can't do it. <laughs> yep. 
Dad, what are you were about to say? Let's talk about Clark Connors because um, we all really, really got behind. Because I remember saying, like, he's obviously there to take a beating, but you watch. He's going to get his moment, and uh, he sure did, didn't he? I think one of the best parts about our experience of being at Forbidden Door was the fact that we were there with Aesop Mitchell, who yeah. is a professional wrestler himself. So then it also became a commentary on wrestling as a whole as we were watching it because – then we all knew that Clark Connors was in there to take a whooping. But then it was like we were literally betting on, so how many spots do you think he gets in? <laughs> how many we're offensive like, moves? Yeah. Yeah. We're like over under seven. And we're like counting along. Like I forgot long. about that. Yeah. yeah. And I, totally, when I forgot he about that too. Put him through the table when Clark Connors was like waiting on, like, we weren't even watching what was happening. We were just watching we Clark Connors. We were on Connors. Clark Watch. It was yeah. Clark Watch. And he was just waiting in the wings, like, right around the side. And I could see where all the screaming. Like, he's going to fucking he's gonna the dodge. table. And yeah. we, like, thought he was going to dodge. And then he didn't dodge. And Clark Connors put him through the table. And I've never been more excited for somebody Dude. that I forgot his yeah. name five minutes after the match <laughs> ended. Yeah, I remember you were kind of the first one to really lead the charge. And, yeah, it's a great point because we had that elevated view. And I remember re-watching the match, and, like, you'd get none of that because the camera's not on Clark. But, like, yeah, we were literally, like, our eyes were appealed because we're like, we know he's going to make his fucking move. But what a moment for him. And it's so sad, but how great was Miro in that match? And where the fuck has he been? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'll say this. Yeah, kudos to Clark Connors. Yeah, it was Chad all the way. God bless you. That that that's the stuff that when we, we come back together and we talk about this, I remember it then and I'll forget about it. But then somebody will bring it up and it's like, oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. He was the first one on the Clark Connors bandwagon. It was amazing yep. to watch. So good to see him and on uh, the Super Juniors with uh, Taguchi or whatever the case may be. Wild hopefully, hips. You know, hopefully he has more success. Yeah, that was going to say a, new, a totally different persona than what we saw at Forbidden Door. You know, Forbidden Door, this, he was more of a serious, you know, kind of guy. This is more of his comedic side. So, I mean, it's good to see him kind of branch out and, and do different things in that scenario. But, yeah, just on Miro, I'll, I'll say this. And if this goes to AEW, so be it. If, does, if it doesn't, it doesn't. My, one of my biggest problems with AEW is just the size of the roster. They, they have so many guys. It's like yep. if you ever worked in a restaurant before, they'll hire like 100 people, you know, just over a staff of like nobody's business. And then it's sooner or later, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll whittle themselves out and then you get the staff that the normal staff number, whatever it is. Let's just say it's 50, whatever. Okay, so AEW is still in that like new restaurant road to me where they're still just grabbing everybody and anybody and a lot of people are falling under the cracks and Miro is one of the big ones whether or not he you know he doesn't like this creative or he was hurt or he was acting you know whatever the case may be there's always some excuse where Miro's not on TV there shouldn't be an excuse for Miro not be on TV he needs to be chasing whoever the champion is whether it was Moxley or MJF now or if it's Pay Adam Page because it's the first person I thought of. He needs to be in the championship race. And yep. if you want to bring in, the, keep the guy the gimmick with him, which was over the top funny to begin with, I'm with that too. But there's no excuse for him not to be chasing the AEW championship at this point. Or, like, just how has there not been a Wardlow Miro feud yet? 
Like I, I thought with Wardlow as TNT champ, you bring Miro back to try and get his championship that he lost forever ago and never got a rematch for. It, right. Joe and Joe and Wardlow's fine. <laughs> Tom, I want to hear from you because uh, you know we, you organized this whole trip. You have we, we haven't really heard your piece yet. What are kind of some of your uh, favorite memories from that weekend? Um, Bull, obviously you were missed. Um, no, absolutely. Uh, uh, the person that took your ticket that Chad had it's mentioned, our good friend, Aesop guy, guy, right? Yeah. Uh, my wife's favorite wrestler, so shout out to my better half. Uh, but it's also the same wrestler that kicked over Bo's chair at <laughs> Bo's first indie show. Oh, yeah, the, 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 six, mar- the six margarita classic. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just the, the serendipity of that, that moment was not lost on me. So, yeah. Um, it, it was awesome. I mean, it was a great time. Like I said, <sighs> I mean, I'm a new, a new Japan guy. Um, I do have to mention, though, that Chad and I and Diesel, a couple nights before, did see Okada in Milwaukee. Uh, speaking of things I did not have on my fucking bingo card. Where did you see uh, him? At the Dynamite before Forbidden Door. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot you guys went to that. Yeah, oh, that okay, was, yeah. So, I mean, we can see it. That was, a, out. that was an amazing yeah. moment, yeah. Um, I mean, the same building where Austin 316 was coined in case anyone was wrestling or anyone was wondering. So, oh, yeah. um, yeah, okay, I'm so you. To be- showing your ass. <laughs> That's what I do. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a Milwaukee <laughs> Mark. So, um, yeah, it was like it was just being there with the boys. Like I said, I don't like, I mean, that Clark Connors match might not have translated on TV. I haven't even watched. Um, that Osprey and um, Orange Cassidy match was amazing. Uh, but I do have to, and I do have to shout out um, one of our favorites, Chad Nice, uh, Sierra, did wrestle one of mine and JCB's favorite wrestlers, Tootie Lynn, at that Warrior Wrestling show, oh. which was awesome. Uh, good to see some couple, um, you know, but uh, still, I still have not met fucking Davey Richards. Oh, yeah. Buy $2 fucking meet and greet for Warrior Wrestling. <laughs> That's right. Once again, <laughs> I drive to the house, baby. <laughs> I drive to St. Louis twice to meet Davey Richards and nothing. Over to he eludes you, but you did meet yeah. Kevin Kelly, right? I did oh, meet cool. Kevin Kelly, so that, that was awesome. I should have got a drop, but I didn't know how it goes. But Kevin Kelly was super awesome. Um, that lucha match we saw, that six man match of Warrior Wrestling, was amazing, that was but, insane. Yeah, but the whole I think weekend that was might have been the most insane thing I saw all weekend. <laughs> But was, we'll have to find a way to, for you to watch this. But it's six men in a very, very small ring and doing a lot of crazy flippy shit. And to see that live was that was an experience. Was it the main event? Yeah, I can... it was not. No, Ooh. it was a great show. Uh, I mean, hell, we were dancing around it. But Lawler, Davey Richards was definitely the best match of the day. That was and just yeah. to see those guys live was awesome. Now, where was that at? What, what kind of venue? It was like a like a, was a, in a, a very very center. small college gym. Basically, yeah, it felt like a high school gym almost. Yeah, it with, felt with, like a high school gym with, with, with no concessions outside of a none whatsoever. Uh, oh, they, they didn't even have like the classic like high school concessions. Like I think they ran. Bad. I think it's they ran out of like water and wow. shit. Like yeah. before the show even started, <laughs> so they were so, just poorly prepared. Yes, they were wow. not ready. But, Bo, while you're speaking, what was your kind of forbidden door watching experience? And then we'll uh, move on and start to kind of wrap this thing up. Oh, it was it was exciting. You know, definitely, like, probably it had one of my high, like, matches that was one of the, my favorites, high points of the year. 
that uh, orange Osprey match, you know, yep. and kind of with orange, especially since getting into AEW during the pandemic without the crowds, like I kind of was just sort of like, what's, what's the deal with this character? I don't really, you know, get it. Um, and then that was the moment I feel like where I got it, yeah. you know, he went up against one of the best wrestlers in the world, you know, and like somebody like a, a match that I sort of thought, Oh yeah, like he's probably not going to win that. But um, goddamn, was that a very exciting match? They and sure like, made you believe he'd yeah, win it yeah, a few yeah. times, you know. And Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. like I said, was generally great. The only thing that was goofy was that um, who who came out and attacked Moxley at the end was that Jericho? Yeah, the end of Forbidden Door. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. I don't either. Was setting up for the black. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't think yeah, we needed that. Because I looked at you, yeah. Brett. I was like, God damn, TK just can't let anything breathe. You know yes. what I'm saying? I mean, yes. We just yeah. got. We just got Tanahashi pinned, and I was like, Oh, you know. And the whole it, the box we getting booed. Yeah. I'm like, What is? What world are we in? <laughs> this is 2022, and hey. Moxley is getting booed out of the United Center. I'm like, Oh. Oh, we in trouble now. <laughs> so Moxley wins, and then Jericho comes down and starts beating on Moxley. And I looked at Brent. I'm like, dude, he can't let shit breathe. I totally remember that. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I thought it was like I didn't think we needed that. Like for like a standard ass wrestling show. Yeah. S A W S saws. Um, you know it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For, for, for that, like I just sort of thought, yeah, just 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 leave it. You know, like like yeah. there was enough um, exclamation points at the end of that that we didn't need the all caps. <laughs> Yep. No, well, it just, didn't make any sense either. I yeah. Mean, it felt like an end of a dynamite. I remember looking mm-hmm. at all of yeah, you because I was also booing. Yeah. I was booing Moxley because, yeah, fuck Moxley in that situation. <gasps> I wanted, I wanted, I mean, I wanted belt. Tanahashi to yeah. win too. We all wanted like, Tanahashi to win there. Yeah. And I, I went into the match and I wanted Tanahashi to win. And then Me I too. went out of the match, wanted Tanahashi. Two of them. Tanahashi. Tanahashi, baby. I'm older than you. Shut up. I'll say it how I want. Are you? No, I don't make it. <laughs> but, but he is your boss, so just get you out of hand. He's our overlord. But I do feel yeah, like it was the fact that TK <laughs> Mox was getting booed, and that's why he was like, oh, fuck, we got to do something. Get yeah. out there, Jericho. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. But to put a bow on it, seeing Tanahashi live there was an absolute treat. Absolutely. I'd seen Okada before it all in, which was amazing, and obviously seeing him again here was great. But yeah, the Ta- Tanahashi live that was a that was a big checkbox there. Um, you were wearing a Tanahashi mm-hmm. shirt. I was wearing, and that was a tough decision. You know, it's like which which shirt do I wear? And uh, that's what I chose. But uh, any before we kind of like get into wrap up mode, I want to talk like favorite matches and whatnot. But any other like big moments or things stick out to any of you guys that we could just touch base on real quick? One thing for me is just. The return of like New Japan being back, for lack of a better term. You know, the 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 whole pandemic, it was nowhere near as close as good as it was as it used to be for many reasons. Uh, but I think it was that wrestling Duntaku show in May when Jay White came back and the Bullet Club came together that it finally felt like New Japan is back. Now we've had some cheering shows. Wrestle Kingdom's gonna have cheering. JCB, you mentioned it. We get Omega, Osprey, fucking unbelievable. But I'm just thrilled New Japan's back. Any any other things that you guys got here just from this year that uh, got you a little horny? I feel like the uh, G1 kind of went, went, came and went. And I feel because it didn't have any like full-on standout matches that mm-hmm. really like tip the scales in either way. I feel like it was just a really solid tournament overall. 
And not to toot the own horn, but you know, we did review every fucking night on uh, VFTR 2.0. So like as like actually watching it all and then going back and like taking notes and then going back and talking about it all. I think it was a really huge success of switching the format. And I think a lot of people bitched about the format this year. And I think there were issues with it, with the seating and like, (laughs) yes, I know JCB is one of them who bitched about it. But I think. Oh, yeah, I was not a fan. Yeah. I think it is the right choice because you can get more people in. And I think you just need to do a better job of putting the right people in those blocks together. And the schedule was all fucked up. Like you'd have guys not wrestle for 12 days and then some guys wrestle like three times. It's like you got to be able to even out the schedule a little bit. No, exactly. And I know it was because this is the first time and it was also still with their wild COVID protocols and everything like that. That was in case I think if someone tested positive, then they would only lose them for that little bit. And then they have all that time to recover. So hopefully next year, I really hope they stick with it. And I know I others think, don't, oh, sorry. but I don't care. I, I think they it. should go to stay with four blocks and make it 32 where you have four eight person <laughs> blocks. I just think that would be a lot more even. Yeah. And it's not like they don't have the talent and everyone that's been on new Japan strong and just companies that they have partnered, like, do you imagine? I was a little disappointed Josh Alexander wasn't in there. This like he was one I'd thought maybe there's a chance, but I know with him being their champion, you don't want him to get pinned too often. But he's wrestled a lot on strong. Like I would love to see him in Japan. So I think they could easily fill out the 32. Okay. And I agree. While it was a very good and solid G1, like you said, I think it's the weakest since I started watching in 2017, probably like equal with 2017. 18 was by far the best. And then 19, 20, and 21 were all amazing, too. But, yeah, it was mm. good. They can't go to 32 now, though, because they already missed that trick. It was G1 32 this last year. So oh, right. yeah. they have to go to 33. Yeah. That has to be an automatic yeah. buy guy who just gets uh, to the final. Yeah, Just make it Okada. Yeah. We already know he's going to be in the final <laughs> fucking anyways. He doesn't have to wrestle any matches. <laughs> we'll just yeah. give him a buy to the final. Hey, before mm-hmm. last year, he hadn't been in it since like 2014, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, he had a bit of a G1 drought there for a while. And I think if Abushi wouldn't have gotten hurt last year, he may not have gone back to back. And that was my favorite oh. Okada. Balloon Okada was the most fun Okada <laughs> that ever was. So, yeah. Give me back oh Balloon God, Okada. I hate that dude. The no, cocaine cowboy. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Why, why is he fucking with balloons? It was amazing. I'm wearing yeah. pants and balloons, baby. <laughs> and red hair. And red, red hair as well. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like, who is this imposter? I can't remember either Hangman called him Cocaine Cowboy or Okada called Hangman Cocaine Cowboy in the lead up to their match, which that 2018 G1 match between the two of them is excellent. And I think that was a moment where I'm like, yep, this guy's going to be a fucking star. Because that was, yeah, to the was, point, the I best match shit. of his I had seen. And, you know, not too long after, he's in AEW. And now, like, from an in-ring work perspective, I think Hang- what Hangman's done over really this year, like, starting end of last year, like, he had such great fucking matches. As we talked about a lot, the stories weren't always the best. But, man, I think he's jumped up into that pretty near elite ring work level but uh anyone else belt on him huh as long as he doesn't have a belt on him true because tony khan can't book babyface champions but uh 
Tom, JCB, any any 2022 moments or things that uh, kind of stuck out to you that we haven't really discussed? Um, well, I'm going to go super smarky smart pants, but just the fact that Please. we are able, um, able to see Mike Bailey in the United States after his five-year ban. Uh, you know, anyone that knows my story, I've been out of wrestling for fucking forever. Uh, so once I got back into it, I watched all the old Battle of Los Angeles from PWG. And uh, the Windy City Classics from AAW and Speedball was somebody that stuck out to me. And then I'm like, well, where the fuck is this guy? What? And then I did some research. He's been banned. But um, I saw him and Santana put on a fucking clinic oh, yeah. uh, for Warrior Wrestling um, in person. I also saw the Briscoes wrestle the Workhorsemen, uh, two of my probably top 10 favorite matches I've seen live. I love, I love um, the Workhorsemen. So underrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. our good friend Tim King. He's like, yeah. I mean, when Nelson Briscoe becomes like put him against the workhorseman, and there you go. Um, but yeah, the run of Josh Alexander, but you know, is is has been awesome. But I just want to get sappy for a second, just kind of reflecting on on Forbidden Door. Yeah, I mean, we were all there because we met through wrestling, um, and just I mean, the serendipity and the things that that went through. Like, I, I think about this often. So, obviously, Chad, and, and if you guys listen to my Christmas cracker, I'd show you and Diesel out a lot. But, you know, if I hadn't gone up to you that first time at Lapika, you know, a lot of this wouldn't be – I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. And I met all uh, everyone through wrestling and everything. So, uh, it's created a lot of great friendships and a lot of great memories. Listen, Jason, we've literally – we live, like, 300 miles away, but we've hung out four times this year. Right. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy talk. Yeah, so, <laughs> especially in an epic four hours at Jack Patrick's, you know. So, um, but yeah, no, I just want to say, I mean, Forbidden Door was really the encapsulation of all that. I mean, we're all look sure. us, we're all living, yeah. we all live in different states. <clears throat> yep. So that's all yeah, I gotta say. Couldn't agree more. I mean, I've said it often. Like that's one of my favorite things about podcasting is the legitimate friendships I've made and. Some of you guys have met Azar. Like he was the only person I had that I could talk to about this, and now I have you guys and fifty other people. Um, and yeah, <laughs> wrestling is fucking amazing, and it brings people together. And I love all of you, and can't wait till we uh, get back together in person again. Because yeah, let's uh, come to a, come to a Reds game, baby. Yeah, and Azar has been to ICW more. Yeah, several times actually. So. Mm-hmm. JCB, 2022 moments, anything that stuck out? <laughs> Man, I mean, I thought Shane McMahon getting ran out of the uh, oh, Royal yeah. Rumble in January was going to be the biggest story of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, little did I know. Uh, it's just, it's so many things. I mean, you know, obviously, like, we've already just expounded on Forbidden Door for me that whole weekend. To me, is the 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 creme de la creme there I say of 2022 for me when it comes to wrestling just putting faces with names meeting you guys and and all that other good stuff Tom already said that so I'm not going to expound on that anymore but you know we, we talked about punk you know punk going sideways MGF MJF you know going AWOL it's so many yeah. just things but you know if I really stop to think about it you know Jay White getting the title back uh, you know, we, we talked about Mike Bailey, you know, his rise to ascension, you know, just wrestling, you know, and then it's just a ridiculous schedule of 2022. Yeah. I mean, how many matches? The WrestleMania weekend, he had like 20 some odd matches. Yeah. How many promotions, too, has he worked for right. this year, you know? He's an amazing story. So, I mean, there's so many things that 
is, are great about wrestling. And, you know, me and you guys is obviously one of them. But just for me, it's it's still always going to be Vince. I mean, as oh, much yeah. as, you know, WWE drives me up the wall and I'm like, you know, this sucks sometimes. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't make sense. It's, it's still the biggest thing we have when it comes to wrestling. And when that head mysteriously goes away, it's hard not to talk about it. Hell, we were talking about it before we even came on. What if he comes back? You know, hopefully he doesn't. But <laughs> if he does, you know, that's that's the story of 2023 right there. So, I mean, ultimately, it's, it's always going to be about Vince. You know, hopefully he lives a long, prosperous life away from the WWE world. But, yeah, this, like I said, it's, it was one of those moments where I – I will always remember where I was when I saw Vince McMahon retire from the WWE. No doubt about it. Me too. I was on a golf trip. We had just finished like our 18 and it had happened like two hours prior, but I just didn't, you know, wasn't looking at my phone. And then I looked and had like 12 text messages and it felt like, is this a joke? Like what the, is this an alternate universe that we're in right now? Yeah, fucking wild. Uh, Beaumont, mm. 2022, standouts. Anything else uh, from the year of wrestling for you, the casual fan? Ooh, for me. Um, speaking <laughs> of it, it speaks to the casual fan. So I guess when we started this in the last two years, you know, we were pretty laser focused on AEW. And I would say like the, the biggest thing I got from it was just being kind of in the middle of those storylines, being knee deep in that. And this year I felt like I broadened my horizons and, and just kind of grew to understand wrestling yeah. A lot more with kind of WWE getting better us going to a show and then my, our experience, my experience with Impact, you know, that I think um, was really kind of what characterized this year for me. And I kind of hope that continues, you know, like while I like being kind of knee deep in the stories of AEW and while I, you know, like, you know, 2020 and 2021 AEW was definitely sort of a high point, you know, versus this year, which full gear definitely was a great comeback. And that was also, you know, a really great moment, you know, watching it. Um, at the place. Yeah, we Addie had fun. Stanford <laughs> and, my, and my and my fart machine I put under Addy. I when you were here this weekend, I um, that's amazing. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I thought I thought to bust it out. No, it's not even a machine. It's like a little website. I it's guess, just a speaker. Phone. So he has a Bluetooth, Bluetooth speaker, speaker and yeah. just fart noises, and he put it under the couch of our buddy and. Obviously, yeah, became, we no. we overdid it immediately. So, like, oh, he, he just got to the point he started doing it, like, every three Every three minutes. <laughs> I was, just, always, always I was just crying minutes. every time. Yeah. So, I mean, and that came right off the heels. around here? We just have so much fucking fun watching those pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. Usually, we can get a handful of people with us, and we usually get pretty rowdy. Oh, yeah. And the fact that we had no, the no, WWE ones it. to get excited for, like, WrestleMania yeah. really kind of kicked things <laughs> into yeah. gear that was two fun nights but hell even clash of the castle at boyaskas that we watched you know later <laughs> that um, was fun. man like you know like <laughs> like i said kind of getting that 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 broader sense of wrestling you know that variety and i'm a person who like really like likes and values just variety and everything um and so i feel like i got that this year and that was just once again just another selling point just um you know in wrestling in general my fandom you know just me looking forward to watching the matches going out to him you know i hope the variety continues because i like it oh well there's plenty of it mm -hmm. and uh we still haven't really exposed you to truly much new japan or where i'm gonna start Come on my 2020 or where i'm gonna start on my 2022 is world wonder ring stardom yeah yeah stardom because like i said i think we barely nicked the surface of it i think that bit, is truly know. what's kind of bonded jcb and i because azar mm -hmm. kind of 
mm-hmm. gotten out of wrestling for a bit this summer right after forbidden door it's like oh shit we watch all the same shit other than i think like you don't watch ddt and there's probably something you watch that i don't no. pretty much and like stardom has been probably my favorite promotion this year just really doing the deep dive it's just been so fucking good and i'm happy it's kind of getting more exposure and now We've got an IWGP Women's Championship, which that's a pretty big deal in 2022 because that had never happened. We've got the former Sasha Banks, Mercedes Bernardo, allegedly going to be at Wrestle Kingdom, allegedly working for New Japan. What the fuck? My Probably my mm. favorite women's wrestler, now non-star. Like, she was my favorite WWE women's wrestler forever. Fucking love her. So, see her in New Japan. Stardom is going to be a thrill, but... uh. Oh, really? My answer is exactly the same as yours. It's mm. variety. Yes. But I went insane this year mm. because, as I've said, you know, had some depression, haven't had a day job this whole year. So what did I do? Watched a lot of fucking wrestling and started writing about wrestling and getting paid a little bit for it. And we get paid a little bit for our show, which is crazy. And mm. but really all just this year. Yeah. But yeah, really just enough. like it, it. We talked about it earlier. It's the best distraction You know, it's something you can either turn your brain completely off or completely on, you know, and really kind of sink in and enjoy. There's so many aspects. It hits every single emotion. There's so many incredible promotions out there now. But yeah, that for me, it's I have never in a trillion years watched nearly as much wrestling as I have this year. I'm at 597 four star plus matches now. That is disgusting. But uh, I'm not overrated. <laughs> That's just how much I fucking watch. You said, you said 497? 597. Oh, so are you going to make it to 600? Because I'm yeah, like a so, big even number person. So once know. 500, Azar had like a star counter, like mm-hmm. prediction, or a star pace, or excuse mm-hmm. me, a match pace. And it once 500 came in range, I'm like, okay, I can get that. And then he's like, you know, 600 is possible. All right, fuck. Watch, 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 but it's I'm not I'm not forcing it. It's all that's so much good fucking wrestling. And I'm, I guess, lucky in one aspect that I've had the time to do this. Uh, my debt has been crawling up and uh, but it's been unbelievable. I said it earlier. I think, Tom, 2022 is the best year in wrestling history because of oh. all the, the crazy things that have happened. The match quality, which is what I want to kind of get into to end this. And again, just my immersion this year has been, it's heinous, but in a way I love it. And, uh, you know, hopefully somehow this obsession can maybe turn into more, you know, like real work or real money. I don't fucking know, but I'm doing it because I love it and I love you all. And it's so much fun and I want to be doing more of it. I just need to get my head out of my ass. But, uh, yeah, what a fucking year. And, Well, Beaumont, the holidays are almost here, and there is plenty of t-shirt cheer, thanks to our sponsor, True Classic Tees. Fellas, we have the perfect gift for your wish list. True Classic Tees are a gift for you, for her, and a great present for any guy in your life. True Classic is on a mission to maximize men's confidence by making them look good. Mm -mm. Trust me when I say... 
that this is a gift the ladies will appreciate too. You gotta love that. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men look great in their tees. And now you can save big while you do so. Get 25% off True Classic with our exclusive link at trueclassic.com slash BBB. And the discount doesn't stop there. You'll save even more during their site-wide sale. Support and sh- support our show and check them out at trueclassic.com slash BBB. Bmont, tell them more. If you're rocking a Santa bod, maybe lay off the ho-ho-hos. A uh, true classic might be the Christmas miracle you've been waiting for this side of Tiny Tim. Mm. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good to certain body types. Uh, I guess except for Santa in that case. Yep. Well, um, well, true classics team designed t-shirts to make the fellas of all sizes out there feel confident in their clothing. I was wrong. These tees taper off toward the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. This is a desirable look that can be achieved by every body type. They give you the wide shoulder and tapered bottom look that we're all looking for, and the quality of the t-shirts are absolutely elite. Mm-hmm. Elite. 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 You'll look like a young buck. Uh, from going to the gym to your first date, there's no better look than a fresh tee. And they offer other menswear as well, ranging from polos to workout shirts to even boxer briefs, designed to keep your boys feeling nice and comfortable. They make it super easy to build out your wardrobe with their elite true classic quality. And they also, yeah, they and they also, yeah, also elite. <laughs> but 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 this is also like the elite hunter, like Kazarian. I bet I, I bet he, he looks like he would wear a big tight true classic show. Oh, sure. Oh, does. yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have thrown one at him at the show. <laughs> and I bet he would have been like, I got one on. Uh, but they even have a pack builder on their website where you can customize the bundle you want and save even more. And for my big fellas up there, they have all the long options for the tall guys and up to XXXL, Ooh. you know? Yeah. I wonder if they have one that can fit, you know, the, um, who, what's the villain in, um, Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Yeti? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I bet, I bet, I bet, or the Yeti from Halloween Havoc or, 95. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet there's a true classic tee that can, that can fit. Yetis and Yetes. Um, but you know what? It all, True Classic also makes uh, for the perfect gift for stocking stuffer for all men in your life. Dad bods get you covered. Rip bods, you know it. Your average Joe, yes, sir. Get yourself or someone you love the number one gift on Sandy's list. It's a gift for you, but really a gift for her. Um, CTA me. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com slash BBB. Free shipping included on purchases over 100 bones. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com slash BBB. Santa won't be the only one slaying thanks to True Classic. Your body will thank you. Santa Claus. Santa Santa Claus. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about matches of the year. I've got my fucking spreadsheet. I'll I'll wait for last. <laughs> Shocker. Let's <laughs> let's just go around the ho- around the horn. We've kind of been going in been talking um, about around the game around the horn too. Yeah, Tom. To what are and I know I'm sure Josh Alexander and Speedball is right up there. But what are some yeah. of your other favorite 2022 matches? I don't know if it's because I watch sometimes while I'm working or it doesn't translate. It always seems like it's better if I'm there in person. So I'm yeah. going to go with the matches I've seen live. Sure. Uh, listen, not to be, once again, Mr. Smarty McSmart Pants. 
Uh, but I referenced earlier that Speedball Santana match from Warrior in February, along with the obviously everyone knows I'm a humongous Briscoes fan. Yeah, finally actually got to high. La da 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 da. Uh, but also said that Josh Alexander, uh, Masha Slamovich when I was at um, that that Lucha Libre match, and uh, I'm gonna shout out real quick um, a match that Jason was at, but uh, Gary J versus Thomas Shire at Grandel Wrestling. Um, <laughs> Awesome. It I don't even violent, know who I don't even know who either of them are. Uh, I think uh if I'm not mistaken, it's on uh the wrestling at the Grandel's YouTube page, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it's on there. Uh if you get a chance, check it out. Nice. There was a lot of you know, and I'm not a deathmatch guy per se, which is funny considering the promotion I, I hope <laughs> most is uh deathmatch promotion. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Obviously, it was just good, um, you know, to be in the building with with the band from Ringside guys. The, my wife was aware, and uh, we I met, met these two guys. I don't want to say, but they're special needs, and they marked the fuck out. Oh yeah, um, yeah, cool. they, they had a good time. So it was, yeah, it was, that's what I, that's probably what I'd say. Some of you Mister Smart can make smart pants there. So, but Osprey and Moxley, right, was awesome too. So, hell yeah, Chad. Uh, I can do, uh, I can do probably, so we'll say top three, but really number three is any of the Briscoe's FTR matches. Oh my God. Yeah. Like <laughs> you can insert any of the three of them into this answer right here. So it's kind of like a three part number three there. Yep. Because I mean, all three of them are basically the greatest like form of tag team wrestling. And I've always just tag team wrestling is one of the best things like diesel. And I talk about it all the <clears> time. <throat> I think it's, just so underappreciated in a lot of ways. Like you can just sell such great stories with tag team wrestling and FTR and the Briscoes just, they fucking get it. So any of those three matches. Hold on real quick. Bing. Is that the great, the greatest tag team feud ever in a single year? I think so in a single year. Yeah. I I mean, there's, those matches are unbelievable. Yeah, I would say ever, but it's just been one year. But like from match standpoint, like it's unfathomable what those guys did, especially in the last match. Like holy, sh- and each one of them just built on the other too, because you just had all that history. Fuck yeah, keep going. <laughs> I just wanted yeah. to say that it was that was something I meant to say in tw- like just twenty twenty two is that we finally got to see these teams come together, and I think it's better than any of us could have ever imagined. It, it had very uh okada omega feel like yes. the feud kind of feel yes. like the feel to the feud if you will uh number no two doubt. we were at it and it is definitely osprey versus uh orange cassidy i i think it's funny that i really learned of orange cassidy from like and once again shout out to people on the network mgb graham and jgb like the kid is the one like who was he was satsuma cassidy Um, Cassidy. that's that's how we first knew him yeah Yeah, and exactly and i i had no idea who the fuck orange cassidy was and that was back when we were still answering questions and every fucking week he would ask questions about this orange cassidy motherfucker and i was like dude i have a billion things in my life to watch this motherfucking in a jean jacket. I don't care. I don't know. He's he he has a cool like thumb thing. Cool, awesome. Orange Cassidy. No idea, but I was wrong, and I'm fine with that. Second favorite match of the year was with Will Ospreay. 
So yeah, that in that roundabout way. And then my favorite match of the year, and it's weird that it comes from the WWE, but it was the match that I had the most fun watching. Like, and it was Gunther versus Sheamus at Clash oh, of the Castle. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Don't be ashamed of that match. I, I'm not ashamed at all, but it, just in 2022, if yeah. you would have asked me, like at the beginning of the year, where's your favorite match going to come from this year? Yeah. And made me bet any amount of money. I would have bet anything. I would have, I would have taken the field before I've taken WWE. Like WWE would have been the farthest from my mind. Absolutely. I mean that match. Yeah. That's the best WWE match in years. I think I'd have to really think about what was before, not counting NXT because they had some fucking rippers. But yeah, unbelievable. Jay Huh. Um, Walter's on a fucking roll, or Gunther. Yeah. I mean, do you think he gets pushed if Vince is still in charge? No, not like this. No. No. See, well, I, I think part of the problem is it's, it's up at the top. It's, it's Roman has both titles. If they, if, if somehow, some way, we could separate him for, with one title from the other. I mean, he didn't have to lose both titles. I mean, he just has to cough up one. Yeah, and a lot of these problems start taking care of themselves. It's always now with let's just because because it was on my head. Gunther and Ricochet had a nice little match on us. Oh yeah, you know that was great. Looked really good. Yep. But then I was like, well, if Ricochet won, then Gunther has to move up, but then he has to face Roman Reigns. Is he is he the one? I don't think so. I mean. Storyline-wise, he's probably not. Could he beat Roman Reigns? Yeah, legitimately, he probably could. But that's another story for another time. Um, I just think a lot of it is just, you know, you have the, the dual singles champion where you don't need to have it. The dual tag team champions, I'm all for that. The tag team division in WWE is is borderline atrocious. So at that point, yeah, you need to have one champion, and then you can filter everybody into the Usos, whoever the case may be. Now, to answer the question best matches of the year. Just talking about WWE, uh, Chad stole my thunder on Sheamus and Gunther, so I'll kind of switch things up. Same same event, just different match. I thought Drew McIntyre and Roman was really amazing just for the build-up, to have it over in England where we hadn't had a, you know, a WWE event since I think SummerSlam was the last time we were over in England, and they showed their ass and i was waiting for them because a lot of it it's nxt when they made it uh the move over to nxt in england and become nxt uk i was like man a lot of this is going to be amazing because the english fans are just bonkers they'll chant all kinds of crazy shit they'll get into matches and they'll make matches better so i think in that scenario the match was already good it's just now they everybody and their mama except for you know the, the uh roman reigns fans were out there they really wanted Drew to win. And with the fact that he did kind of sucked, but it wasn't Drew didn't lose anything from it. You're in the just in the Roman Reigns era, like I said beforehand. Uh, New Japan, I'm, I'm still sticking with Will Ospreay, but I'm going Ospreay Okada in the G1 final. Yep. I'm still staying to that to this day. That's my New Japan pick for match of the year. AEW, um, I'll stay away from the Briscoes. Uh, FTR because that's it's kind of kind of too easy in this scenario. Quiet as this kept. Anything with John Moxley has been really really good. Minus CM Punk, I wasn't a huge fan of that. 
But Moxley, I think, is is my wrestler of the year. And the Eddie Moxley match minus CM Punk is my AEW match of the year. Josh Alexander has just been running rampant. Him and Mike Bailey have just running rampant on Impact. I think Josh Alexander Moose has been my was my favorite a feud for Impact. Yeah, and probably my Impact match of the year. The title, the, the one when point. Josh won it, right? Because then they had the rematch. Yeah. But yeah, that was amazing. Right. The, the storyline where it, it, it got the family into it, and now Bully Ray's doing the same thing. So it's kind of mirroring each other. So that's why I think I'm getting into that Bully Ray, uh, Josh Alexander uh, feud a little bit. Um, stardom to me right now, unless the 29th says something otherwise, it's Azumi versus Starlight Kid. Oh yeah, I know it's not the big names of Stardom. But but that match just just tore the fucking house down. That's that gonna the, be uh, the that's gonna be between that, not oh, yeah. and uh kind of I thought was really good too. Not to cut you off, but that AZM no, AZM no. and Starlight Kid is gonna be the first stardom match I show Bo because that's mm. uh I think a perfect entry point. Like it's just wh- what they're able to do, it's incredible. Yeah, for for that young of age, for that big of a stage and to arguably steal this show, there's something to be said about those two. And if they can keep them in stardom, that's the future of stardom right there. 19 and 20 years old. And then what about, what about Noah? I think that's maybe the one promotion you haven't hit on. Yeah. uh, They've been playing hot potato with the fucking so much. Um, That's why I go back to January 1st. Go Shiozaki and Nakajima. Yeah, that's it's totally fair. Even though that was hot potato there too, it, it's it's still the one match that stands out. Not you actually hit me to Nakajima. Like if you like Naito, you'll definitely like Nakajima. I just saw uh, a cheering crowd. I think for the first time with No, and I was just like they were chanting his first name. I'm like, who the fuck are they chanting? Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's Nakajima. Holy shit! So you know, for He's me, incredible. Was like, it was the first time. Yeah, and the fans were behind him. Him and uh, Kojima had a match on the 18th yeah. of uh, this month. <laughs> Banger match, and the crowd got into it. I haven't, it. It was really I haven't seen that yeah. yet. <clears throat> Go j- just run right yeah. to that <laughs> match. Go, don't even watch anything else. Go right so to you, that So that match. was it's just amazing. yesterday? Like, uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, there's the 18th and the 19th just came out. They're, they'll have a, a match on the 20th and the, the uh, a card on the 20th and then the 23rd, and that ends them before christmas so i'm trying yeah. to keep up with them get them get everything caught up for christmas so that way i can go back and watch old new japan 2013 shelton benjamin you Ooh. know finn bauer not finn bauer but uh prince shit, what was his name prince, prince Devitt. Devitt. yeah i want to go back and watch nakamura i've never seen a nakamura new japan match so i want to try oh to really it over the uh holiday break no well, you I've know never I, seen it. you know i got rex so <laughs> I would start with Nakamura Bushi Wrestle Kingdom Nine, or Nakamura AJ Wrestle Kingdom Ten. You can't go wrong with either of those. Okay, that's as I say. Trust me, easy to remember. Bushi Nakamura sounds like somebody who might have died in that motherfucker if you didn't know any better. They almost did. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> oh, twenty twenty two matches of the year. My turn. Um, no, I mean, a lot of them have been mentioned. I mean, I guess specifically to zone in on the Briscoes, I really like that really gross, um, the double dog collar one. I mean, um, that was just foul. 
You know, I thought it like, really I think, was like, that was that was like one of the times I've watched a wrestling match. I've just been kind of just grossed out. And I think a big part <laughs> of it's just the briscoe's just grimy presentation. And I think I just it, it really was, you know, sold on me there. Um, love the Gunther and Sheamus match. Um, obviously, I'd spoke I've spoke about Orange and um, Will Osprey. But I do want to say probably maybe the most like engaged and fun I've been watching a match this year was um I would have to say it was at full gear with the death triangle versus the elite because I was yep. excited to see because it felt mm. like, you know, it felt like it, it had easily been like a calendar year since Kenny Omega had been back and in like um, a big match yeah, and a big match. And that in that it just delivered. <clears throat> and I mean, when he was back, it, there was just, you know, what was it? I mean, there was like, what, two or three matches or maybe just that. Yeah, one like the, the few CM that Punk in stopped. that tournament they had. So he had the the six man against Osprey and Aussie Open, which was fucking tight. Yeah. But yeah, we had he was he wasn't looking like Kenny Omega really until that full until gear that. Match, yeah. And, and, you know, you know, despite like I said, I think the series, you know, I guess they're going to win. Um, four straight, you know. I, I kind of three, three straight. Oh, is it, is it three? Yeah, it's three to one. Three, yeah. three, three to one. You know, I kind of, you know, wish there, there, you know, it would have been a little bit more mixed other than this, you know. But, um, yeah, I really like that first match. The fact that it came at like what was like the third match of the night, maybe just, the second, maybe yeah. the second, yeah, you know, like it not only, you know, like I was engaged totally in that match, but it just kind of, you know, I rode its tailwind you know, through the show. And I would have to say, yeah, that was easily my favorite match. I think another one, not to speak for you, but where we had similar energy in the room was FTR, or excuse me, acclaimed Swerve in Our Glory from All Out. Yes, yeah. That Mm, that first match that they had that acclaimed loss. But yeah, Yeah. that was... And the trios, the the inaugural Mm, trios trios. final Mm. earlier in the show where it was the Elite versus Hangman, Silver, and Reynolds. Reynolds, yeah, that was also a great one. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, you know, like like any sort of like like AEW tag team stuff, always just high energy, uh, good stuff. Um, Yeah, and I mean, I guess just liking the acclaim this year too. Like, what a pleasant surprise. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, then I think they had a... (laughs) um, So that was one part of Dynamite I had to rewatch today. And like they had... What were the rhymes? There's one about Brittany Griner, yeah. you know, and then there's one about I forget who the other one was, but uh, but yeah, like I don't know, like kind of really uh, those guys getting over not just on the crowd but on me personally. Um, this was this year was kind of their crowning achievement for that, and uh, yeah, they got a fan of me. Hell yeah! Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention about 2022 is just the worldwide emergence of one Kanosuke Takeshita. Because he's someone I've loved and followed since like 2019 and DDT. And just for the world to now see him and the reactions he's getting. I mean, he got Moxley booed again last week. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to see him win a championship. I think he may may be the one to dethrone Orange maybe down the line. Since Tony likes a little international flair with his All-Atlantic championship. But the guy needs to start winning some matches. And I think it's going to happen. But... I'm just going to run through my favorite because I've got a shitload here. I'll so go through my favorite live <laughs> matches and then I have 15 five star matches that I'll just rattle off. But live, you guys mentioned Orange Osprey. Absolutely. Probably my f- God. There's three, really two this year that that and then Ishii, Josh Alexander, I'd say are both the two best matches I've ever seen live. Um, Kazarian against Josh Alexander was amazing. That Black Tarus Trey Miguel match was so much fun, and just leading the chance for that was a hoot. Um, <laughs> like I could hear myself on TV, which was funny. Um, That's what's that. Alex Shelley versus Jay White 
was incredible way back in March. That was the first Louisville Impact show we went to. Um, that's probably it for like top tier live matches, but I'll just run through real quick my 15 in order five star matches from this year. We've got Okada Osprey Wrestle Kingdom, Hangman versus Danielson, January 5th Dynamite. This was the one where Hangman beat him after the draw. Here was one a little shocker that I know JCB will know it, but Okada versus El Desperado, night one mm-hmm. of the New Japan Cup. You know, normally, for the, yeah, normally they have the junior champ versus the heavyweight champ at uh, the anniversary show, but they ended up doing it for night one of the cup. And man, Okada yeah. disrespected him, treated him like a little brother until he was forced not to. And like El Desperado is someone who became, you know, he went from a guy that I started really, really liking to like first half, one of the best wrestlers of the year for me. Um, and I don't know if anyone saw his death match with June Kasai. Anyone? I haven't seen it. it I haven't was seen it. I know unbel- it's on my list of things to do. Unbelievable. Fringe five star. Okay. Mm. FTR versus the Briscoes. One. Tanahashi versus Ishii from Dontaku. Jay White versus Okada at Dominion. I want to speak on this real quick. The best psychological performance in wrestling I've ever seen by Jay White there. I recently rewatched the match. From the moment he walks out, he's chirping and talking shit the entire time, and he does not (laughs) stop. It's the most impressive, like, in-ring shit talk I've ever seen. He got in his head. And it just made perfect sense that he won, and it was pretty clean. I mean, Gato got involved a little bit, but that finish where he just caught him in the fucking Blade Runner was just fantastic. And so good. Can't wait to see it again. And I really want Jay White to win, but I don't think he's going to. Um, Justice for Jay White. Yeah, for sure. Best shit for Jay White. Justice for Jay White. Yeah. I got Taiji Ishimori versus Hiromu Takahashi, which was on like some random road to show, but this was like the best of the Super Juniors defense. They went like 38 minutes in Corican Hall. Nuts. Um, Shingo versus Osprey from the G1. Those two are always fucking brilliant. Osprey Okada G1 final, like JCB said. Either that or the double dog collar is my match of the year. And there's really nothing that's even a close third. Gunther versus Sheamus. That would be in my top five for sure. Osprey versus David Finley. Anyone but JCB watch this match? Was that, <laughs> was that after? That was that the US Championship match? Yes. So they had the amazing G. Yeah, the G one match where Finley beat him, and then this yeah. was the rematch. Like, yeah. remember he like fucked up Osprey's hand with the shillelagh, and Osprey screaming, and man, that the performance of a lifetime from David Finley, and what a year that motherfucker had too. In addition to my boy Yoshihashi, only a few more. Kazusada Higuchi who is in my top five of the year, DDT ace now, and my father against Kanosuke Takeshita. JCB, did you end up watching this match? Because I I know I told you about it. It's actually just came up on my uh, Russell Universe for you. Okay. It's like, you know, whatever you watch, you know, they'll form it to it. I look down, I'm like, oh, it's just a single match? So yes, of course. At some point, I'm getting ready. I'm gonna watch it this week. Yeah, it's only like 19 minutes, but just what a 
freakish display of athleticism and fighting spirit. Holy shit. Death Triangle versus Elite. Bo talked about it from yes. Full Gear. Josh Alexander versus Mike Bailey. We talked about it earlier. And then FTR Briscoe's three. I had FTR Briscoe's two as a four, seven, five, slightly out. I need to rewatch it. But uh, yeah, that's my top 15. Like I said, one is one is either Okada, Osprey G1 final, or the double dog collar. And then I'd say, fuck, Okada, Osprey, one, or from Wrestle Kingdom and FTR Briscoe's and Gunther Sheamus probably rounds out my top five. But whew, I need three more for 600. What a fucking year. Thank you all for coming on. This yes. was so much fun. Tons of fun. So much fucking <laughs> fun. Happy holidays to all. And uh, I'm going to kick it to each one of you here to plug your shit, get in any sort of final thoughts you want, and then we'll uh, get you all out of here. So our uh, high five, Tom, the coordinator of the best weekend of the year. What you got, baby? Um, Just Please. thank you guys. Thanks to everybody. Um, That's all I really got. I, I do want to mention we were speaking of uh, – the Briscoes, Mark Briscoe. I'm gonna say I say this every week on our podcast. Mark Briscoe is a national fucking treasure. He should be preserved in a fucking museum some way. Um, not just in the ring as a human being. Um, I will say that. I am fortunate enough. I'm probably gonna see Kate, uh, Takesha and Vikingo here in a couple oh, weeks. Yeah. In person. Um I did forget to mention Phoenix versus Vikingo. Oh, that mm. match was pretty wild. Yeah, um, hit to me by my good friend Mr. JCB. But uh, all bullshit aside, thanks for all you guys do, all the content you guys put out. Um, it's you know part of my my repertoire. You know, Brain Buster Boys and Good mm -hmm. Cop Bad Cop are usually part of Sunday Night Walk Night. Obviously, Band from Ringside is my Friday morning, uh, along with VTR 2.0 when they're put out. Chad, um, when we've been more like on Tuesdays now <laughs> recently too. So. But I mean, I mean, I know how hard this is, and I appreciate you guys. Um, and you can find our me and my good friend Will's uh, Ring of Honor Revelry podcast. We are going over Final Battle 2012. Uh, this is one of the events that got me into back into wrestling in general. This is a big one for me. Um, a shout out to friend of Brainbuster Boys, Brett mm -hmm. uh, BJ Whitmer. Glad you did not break your neck on that fucking move. Yeah, that's uh, wild. But it is. Um, it is the blow off to Kevin Steen versus El Generico. And if you wonder why Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are so good together, um, breaking down the fourth wall, uh, this is the end of it. So that's all is I that, got. I'm ready. Is Thank that the ladder? Is that the ladder match? That's the ladder I've, match. I haven't seen the whole show, but I've seen that match and it's nuts. Yeah. El Generico sh uh, passed away shortly thereafter in a Mexican. Uh, <laughs> Um, and this guy that looks a like burning orphanage, <laughs> saving the orphans. Is that okay. really what happened? Yeah, I don't know why he keeps saying Sami Zayn has anything to do with Kevin Owens. That's that's uh, that has nothing to do with that match. So I don't know why he's like interpreting anything there. So. Jagged um, man, apples and oranges, man. I don't, I don't fucking get it. Yeah, all but right. listen, on the all bullshit side, thank you guys for all the content, all the hours. It's been a weird year. Uh, yes, it has. Time, but uh, thank you guys. Well, real quick, you may be hearing a little bit from your boy Hoagie later this week. You will, just a yeah. little, just a little heads up on that. Little heads. Hoagie's bringing in some Christmas cheer. That's what I like to hear. Chad. Uh, yeah, thanks for yeah. having me on. Uh, if you want to follow me on the Twitter machine that's still around, uh, I think uh, I'm on there. 
I'm on them there. Uh, you can listen to all the great podcasts on Visionaries Global Media. Hey, fun fact, we're on Amazon Music now as well. Just look Hell up yeah. Visionaries Global Media. Hell Find yeah. us. They're just, it's everywhere. It's like a, it's like a virus. It just keeps mm. spreading. Mm. Or places keep going, hey, do you want to have the podcast on there? And I go, yep. Yep. It's fun facts. Look up Visionaries Global Media. Like, comment, share, and subscribe. Or whatever the heck you do on your podcasting platform of choice. Do mm. it. It's Please. a Christmas miracle. Mm. And Happy Die holidays. Hard. And Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And Die oh. Hard is a Christmas fucking movie. <laughs> and I swear, right, you're just you so go. you're you so go. wrong about this. Gonna wait into I that discussion again. No, no, but he no texted way. me about it, so I had to get one in there. I completely well, forgot it, about that. Christmas <laughs> themes. A very awesome review of Die Hard by yours truly and Mr. Graham. Oh, good cop. There we go. Oh, they do one. How about that? No, he and Tom did one. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm just saying. Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) JCB. Don't talk about Die Hard. No, it's it's a Christmas music. That's all I was going to say about that. Um, for now, all bullshit aside. Thanks, obviously, for reaching out and having me on. This is a. Another check mark on my podcast, you know, things to do list. Um, we need to do this, you know, like when WrestleMania comes around or something like that, you know, a, a big, you know, pay per view where we can give predictions, talk about that. But another story for another time. Uh, I guess where to find Band from Ringside, Global a Visionary Media Network, obviously, uh, the way to go for whatever reason. If you can't find us there, which is virtually impossible, you can just hit your space bar, hit Band from Ringside, it will pop right on up, and you can like, share, subscribe, repeat, all that other good stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BFRJCB and Band from Ringside at BFRPod. And you are a prolific tweeter. I wish I had your gumption because I feel like you tweet about every single match you watch, and it's awesome. I do. No, yeah. I do. It, it, it proves that I watched it. Yeah, I love it. I need to get on your level. Beaumont. Official. Beaumont, wrap, wrap yourself up here at a, like a present. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put a blanket over me here. So I'm wrapped up. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now very you're nice swaddled. Looking. You're I'm very, swaddled. I'm very swaddled in this yeah. nice cream color blanket. But yeah, we we, we will have a new Greg and Hoagie story coming out this Thursday or Friday. It's kind of random. It kind of got thrown together pretty quickly, but um, I'm pretty proud of it and we're excited. Yeah, we recorded a little bit earlier tonight. And uh, yeah, is that all you got? Uh, other than it can um, be. It's, other than it's been an absolute pl- I mean, Tom and Chad. <laughs> Um, always a pleasure, uh, JCB. Wonderful meeting you. Oh, we, have to, we, we, need, we, need, we need to do this more often, and I need to get my sweet little butt out, um, to some more wrestling matches, um, in like traveling wise. You know, well, there's so, a lot more coming up at the beginning of the year. We've got Indianapolis oh, yeah. Friday the 13th, we've mm-hmm. got Raw and Cincy Friday or Monday the 16th, we've Lexington got Dynamite, AEW and Lexington the but 23rd, well, AEW and Dayton February 1st, but Pro I'm talking, wrestling Revolver and mm-hmm. Dayton February 2nd. Yeah. I'm talking hitting the road though. No, some I longer know, I road know. trips. That's what I need. Sure. I, need I need to burn it up. We need so. it. We need to go to an eight. I mean, I guess we did Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you could, well, but like an AEW pay per view. Or a awesome, yeah, or a right? pay per view. I, I mean, other than um, Impact Overdrive is technically considered a pay per view, right? Kind like they technically have like four big ones, but yeah, you do have to pay for it on yeah, their service. But yeah, but no, I definitely that's got to be next on on the box. Next box to tick off. Uh, is a pay-per-view but yeah, yeah another no. big big trip 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, the, the traveling component that was there in 2021 wasn't there so much this year. So maybe it's an odd number year thing for me. So uh, let's go. let's fire it up in 2023. Um, but yeah, thank you all for That's coming what I'm on. Talking yeah. about yes, Yo, yes, wrestling and... trips, sports trips, like we were saying. JCB hasn't been to either Miller Park or the park formerly known as Miller or Great yeah. American Ballpark. So, uh, like I said, open invitation here, Bo and I. I know we want to get back up to Milwaukee, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll make that happen. But yeah, just amazing. Thank you all for being here. And uh, yeah, this is, like we said, no agenda, but this is exactly what I was hoping for. Just shooting the shit. We should definitely do this more often. Um, JCB, I know I've told you, if I get the gumption, I do want to start like a Japanese wrestling only podcast. So uh, yeah, we'll say your boy. Yeah, like, and I'd like to get just like rotating guests. I mean, again, it's a matter of getting my head out yeah, of my ass. Whatever. But I've got a lot to hey, say. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Oh, I do too. So don't worry about <laughs> it. You know, I'm here whenever you're ready, bro. Yeah, but yeah, Tom and Chad, it's been a, always a pleasure. You know, it's been two years now of friendship, multiple in-person sightings. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for more. And JCB, what can I say? Fast friends. <laughs> Can't wait to just talk more shit with you and smoke more dope and (laughs) no doubt all of it. Love you all. That's all I'm talking about. Uh, Thanks again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can find us at at Brain Buster Boys on Twitter and Instagram on Visionaries Global Media Network. And and, uh, yeah, stay tuned for some Greg and Hoagie tomfoolery. And I'm sure I'll probably do some more, uh, a full recap of matches of the year. Uh, JCB, I may tab you for that with Azar. We'll see. But again, thank you all so much for listening. Be kind. Be safe this holiday season. We love you. Be good to each other. Beaumont, give us the final word. Avidajin. Goodbye. You know, uh, did I did I say that right? Who cares? Navidad. <laughs> I speak a lot of languages. You all know that. Yeah.